You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. In the final part of the show, we get a view from mainland China from Brock Silvers, Chief Investment Officer at Kaiyuan Capital. Good morning, Brock. Hey, good morning. So um, China Evergrande faces a winding up hearing in Hong Kong this morning. Um, They've managed to stave off being wound up a couple of times earlier, like in April and September. Um, So do you think they'll manage to avoid being wound up again? Well, look, the situation in general is, is, is a mess. We have... Co-guards now also officially in default, but I think that was expected. The entire developer sector is fairly insolvent. And given the maturity schedule over the next year or year and a half, I don't think any private developers are likely to survive. Um, so the question is, what happens now? You know, I think Co-guards looking down $15 billion USD um, in payments due over the next year. It, it just can't be done. So... No private developer has a real incentive to make a dollar bond payment right now until the government decides how to handle this larger issue. You know, no one wants to be the last company to have made a payment prior to the bailout. Um, better to harbor your resources and wait for instruction. I had expected that Evergrande would announce a deal today, actually, and obviously I was wrong. Um, I bet the court is going to somehow find a way to kick the can down the road again perhaps another uh, adjournment. But my larger suspicion is that Beijing may want to squeeze out dollar dollar creditors before it jumps in, as it inevitably will have to do. So what happens if Evergrande gets the winding up order in Hong Kong? How does that affect the onshore side of it? Well, that um, that should not be a desired result for anyone involved in this equation. It clearly isn't good for the company, um, but it's also not good for the authorities as a windup makes it more difficult for Evergrande to meet its um, its onshore obligations. And by that, we mean not just bonds, but also the production of prepaid housing, um, which is a very politically tricky issue on onshore. On um, so there's no question the company and the authorities would like to see a deal done. And as for the dollar bond creditors, there's just no way that they would. They're going to they're going to not like the result no matter what happens here. Even if there is a deal, it won't be one that pleases them. But I think a deal is involves less pain than a wind up will. It's just very difficult for them to recover any significant portion of their prior investment with a wind up. You talked about other property developer, private property developers and Country Garden, we all know about is being in default, Evergrande, there are a number of others. That, but, but the general perception is they're quite happy to let the offshore bonds default, but onshore they've been trying to protect. Um, does that continue to be the case with all the other developers? Is that they're going to try and just protect the onshore side and they'll let the offshore side go? Yeah, and then I how much so. does that really affect the, the companies themselves? Because perception then becomes pretty negative from an outside world. Does well, do that's they right. care? And, and it, it creates this impetus that no one really wants to stretch themselves and go out of their way to meet that that dollar bond uh, repayment obligation that's due next week or next month. What they want is for the is for some clarity, which can tell them how to use the limited resources at their disposal. 
Um, but in the current environment, I just don't see a lot of incentive whatsoever for anyone to make great strides to pay those offshore obligations. I think it's much safer from, um, from a China political perspective to use those resources to make sure that you can manage your onshore liabilities. But then um, at some point, everything's got to come to a head. And it does. You know, you're, As with you're, everything. Yeah. So what, what, what's the resolution? Do all the private property companies just disappear and they all, it just becomes into one state-owned enterprise? Um, or how do, you, how do you get out of all of this? Well, look, what we know right now is that the, the developer sector, but particularly the private developer sector, is simply insolvent. They had been encouraged to play a debt game um, that, that was changed with the advent of the three red lines policy and now has left them all kind of unable to, uh, with operations, unable to support their balance sheets. That's just the reality of it. Um, we can play games with that and keep it afloat for a while, but ultimately that's going to have to be resolved. I don't believe the government is theoretically concerned if, if the, you know, with the um, deterioration in the, you know, future optionality of dollar bonds for them, if they blow up on the dollar bond uh, side of things, but manage to save the sector, I think that's a trade that the Chinese authorities would take. Um, and it may just be that they're waiting for, um, for these dollar creditors to be squeezed out in by the individual companies before they eventually get together and start knocking heads and deciding who gets saved in the, the grand bailout and who does not. That will be an extremely expensive and politically vicious process were it to occur, and I can imagine it would be much easier and cheaper if they did it post-resolution with dollar creditors. So then ultimately... I mean, you, it will be a property sector that will be just completely state-owned in terms of how it goes by. Because if they get bailed out, they're just going to be state-owned. Then I don't think that vision would uh, would be problematic for many for for the current administration. No, um, it's probably in line with what they want, right? Yeah, that's that's right. So if that's the result, and if they're able to save some of that activity, I think they'll take that trade. The part of the tricky aspect is that the real estate sector had been generating a quarter or even a third of GDP. And you can't just nuke that into outer space and, you know, without serious significant drag on the economy. And if you've done that and if you shrink the developer sector and restrict it to state-owned companies, the result will be smaller, less active, less profitable. But that means where does the growth come from? So it sort of feeds into some of the larger issues that the authorities are trying to deal with. Okay. Um, wow, um, time seems to be up already. So unfortunately, um, it is up. Um, so I'd just like to thank you for coming on. That was uh, Brock Silver, Chief Investment Officer at Kaiyuan Capital. Um, so thanks, Brock, for coming in. Sorry, time was short. Or it felt no, short. thank you.